You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. <laughs> we have IQ Alrizoli and Don Mazzella. And I think Dan Perkins is going to join us as well, hopefully. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon, my friend. By the way, I read that uh, that that piece that you have uh, you have posted over at Pamela's website. Hell of a deal, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Heck of a deal. Now, um, as we wait on Dan Perkins and Don Mazzella to join us, uh, hopefully they join us. Uh, let's start out here, IQ, while we're waiting on them to, uh, to, to trickle in here for the radio show. Um, where, where do you, um, see, I, I guess on this, uh, the, the situation with the, the church shooting on Sunday, G- give, give me your commentary on this, my friend. I was asked on one of the articles what I should think should be done, because somebody suggested that every church should have a police officer or security officer taking care of it. I said, this is bullcrap. First of all, it's prohibitively expensive and useless because somebody intending to mass slaughter, the first thing he will do or she will do is murder the guard. No, yes. the, solution, the solution is much simpler and much more effective. Every American who goes to church should train to shoot, apply for a license and carry a gun. This way, any would-be shooter would know that after killing two or three people, he would be filled up with lead from others. End of conversation. It's a heck of a deal. Uh, we've got IQ Al-Rizzoli with us today. We are waiting on Dan Perkins and Don Mazzella to join us here on our big program. And um, IQ, uh, at, at another situation that's that's been going on, is, and this is just... There was a lot of people that thought during the <laughs> during the Hillary Clinton campaign that uh, the Democrats basically, you know, they were out to get Bernie. That uh, they, they they were out to take care of Bernie, and um, they essentially did. Uh, now it's come out that uh, everything everybody was saying was correct. Um, what exactly can the Democratic Party do now to? Uh, combat all this and make a comeback or is that not possible commit suicide <laughs> i was wondering if you were going to say that <laughs> wonder if you were going to say that listen they have been committing suicide since donald trump and just before donald trump became president and the irony this is the most remarkable thing whatever donald trump said about them turned out to be true Whatever he said, and they all called him a liar, they called him stupid, they called him every name under the sun, and it turned out to be true. Hillary Clinton is guilty as hell. The Democratic Party is guilty as hell. They are the new fascists, by the way. They are The Democratic Party and their supporters are the brown shirts of the Nazi party. Am I being uh, hyperbolic? The answer is no. What is Antifa? Who supports Antifa? The Democratic Party. Who supports Black Lives Matter? 
de democratic party. It's not democratic anymore. It's fascist. I think we're being joined by Don Mazzella. Uh, yeah, I, that you are. Don, we were, we were talking about the... Uh, the situation with uh, the Democrats and the fact that now it's pretty much come out that they they screwed Bernie. <laughs> that was that was the whole thing. That they, they, they were they were deep in Hillary Clinton's pocket, and um, the 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 answer to uh, from IQ as to what the Democrats should do now is just commit suicide. But uh, <laughs> what is what 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 is what is your take on things? Um. Well, you know, I, there's a very interesting article in the Wall Street Journal today about the fact that now they're deploring the fact that uh, 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 President Trump uh, uh, said uh, the, uh, uh, his prayers in the nation were with the Texas uh, uh, churchgoers. And the, the, the Democrats have put painted themselves into such a corner in terms of uh, what is politically correct and their desire to get rid of the, um, uh, of guns, that they uh, they fail to realize how important they are, and the fact that uh, the homeowner hap across the street happened to have a gun and was able to prevent other um, deaths uh, tells you a lot about uh, well, the importance of having a gun. Um, the, the Democrats are on the road to oblivion, led by Pocahontas, and uh, um, anything uh, uh, IQ says, I heartily endorse. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you. I said every churchgoer should learn how to shoot and lawfully apply for a gun and have it. You don't need anybody to take care of you. God takes care of those who take care of themselves. Yes. Yes. Couldn't agree, couldn't agree with you more. But, the, you know, there's so many things uh, happening today that, that uh, point to a democratic demise. Uh, they may win here in New Jersey, but the, uh, there's only two governor's races this year, in New Jersey and in Virginia. And the overwhelming uh, uh, democratic uh, uh, registration in New Jersey will carry Murphy to victory. Uh, it's going to be a Pyrrhic victory because then he's going to have to figure out how to pay for all of the programs he's promised. And uh, I believe, if my Washington sources are correct, that um, uh, we're, we're uh, in for a stunning upset in Virginia. We've got uh, Don Mazzella with us today. We also have the fabulous IQ Hour Rizzoli, and uh, we were waiting on Dan Perkins to hopefully connect with us today is 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 have you talked to Dan today at all? Well, Dan said that he had a very um, a very difficult day today. He was out at seven a.m. and he didn't know whether he was going to make anything. Hey, that's uh, fine. Not not an issue. We we we've got you guys. And uh, now, could I ask I, IQ? Go a jump in there. Jump in there. Uh, IQ, what do you make of the situation in Saudi Arabia, where uh, it appears? And again, I always use the word appear when it comes to Saudi Arabia, that um, uh, the, the new uh, uh, king of, uh, of Saudi Arabia is really trying to uh, uh, make significant changes. What do you think? He is. But what I'm worried about is that he will be assassinated or removed. Look, in 
almost every single Muslim country. There are 57 Muslim majority states in the world today. Every single one of them is moving towards Sharia or has already moved towards Sharia. And yet this king is trying to move away from Sharia. I commend him because he's trying really to bring Saudi Arabia to the 21st century. He really is. He's trying to liberate the women, to give them more rights, as if they should have, should, they should have more rights as if it was, they were not entitled to it in the first place. They are entitled to it, 100% entitled to it. So it's a very dangerous situation, especially he is also confronting the rise of Iranian aggression in the Yemen, Iranian aggression in Iraq, Iranian aggression in Lebanon. Uh, by the way, this, all these things are moving Saudi Arabia to depend more on Israel than ever before in her history. It's, it's an anomaly. It's a really unusual situation. Israel now is going to be the defender, practically, of Sunni Islam, Arab style, in the Middle East. They're talking to each other a lot, by the way. A lot they're talking to each other. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu gave a talk at Chatham House in London and over one and a half hours, I think, one hour more anyway. And he did say plainly that there is a huge shift between Israel and the Arabs, especially the Sunni Arabs. Hmm. That's very interesting. You know, you, you know um, uh, IQ, that uh, the, uh, France has been supplying... Uh, 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 troops to, for, uh, and training to Saudi Arabia for many years um, uh, and it's, it's always done quietly but it's there what, what do you think is uh, uh, Iran's uh, uh, objective in all of this Iran objective is to survive you know I've said it many times and I've been saying it for the last what, eight years the reason Iran wants a nuclear weapon is not really to destroy Israel, although they want, I mean, they say they want it and most probably they will try. They need it because Pakistan is Sunni and Pakistan has the latest estimates 120 nuclear weapons. So the only Shia country on earth as an independent state is Iran. And they feel completely and utterly vulnerable. So the atomic bomb is not only for Israel, actually, because they use that to divert attention from the fact that they need it to survive against Sunni Islam. Everything else is red herring. That's a very interesting take on that IQ. You want to expand a little bit more on it? Yes, very simple. Shia Islam is about 15% of the Muslim world. There are 1,500 million Muslims. 80 million Muslims are in Iran who are Shia. So they are a minority. And there are 57 Muslim states in the world which are not Shia, Sunni. And Pakistan has atomic weapons. And Pakistan is Sunni. And Pakistan threatened Iran that if they threatened the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, they would come to the, the support of the Saudis. For the survival of the regime in Iran, they need to have an atom bomb. 
whether they use it against Israel or not is irrelevant. They threaten the extermination of Israel. So as far as the Israelis are concerned, they will never allow Iran to become nuclear. And by the oh. way, Netanyahu said so exactly the same what I'm saying now in Chatham House. He said we will not allow a nuclear Iran because they threaten our extermination. You see, they have learned at least a lesson. It's always said, those who do not learn from history, they're doomed to repeat it. The Israelis have learned, if you don't believe when somebody tells you they're going to kill you, if you don't believe them, you're dead. They believe them. Something else I would like to discuss. Allahu Akbar. What do you know what Allahu Akbar means? I'm sorry, IQ, I didn't hear that. I'm asking you. Yes. Allahu Akbar is the mantra that every single Muslim uses before slaughtering somebody else. Yes. What do you understand from all the readings that you made Allahu Akbar means? What, what do I believe about it? What do you understand it means? What do you understand? They tell you Allahu Akbar means Allah is greatest or Allah is great. Did you know it's all a lie? In the Arabic language, Akbar does not mean great. Never meant great. Akbar means bigger and only bigger. For example, uh, oh, by the way, not only bigger. It could be older also. For example, if I speak to you in Arabic and say to you that my son is older than your son, I tell you, Ibn Akbar min Ibnak. Akbar means older. Or, if my building is bigger than your building, I would say, Beiti, or my home, Beiti Akbar min Beitak. Akbar means bigger. In Arabic, great is A'zam. And I'll give you the answer for it. Great Britain, in Arabic, is called Britannia al-Uzma, not al-Kubra, not Akbar, not anything to do with Akbar, al-Uzma. Uzma means great. So it's all a lie. Everything about Islam is deception. Who said so? Muhammad said so. Muhammad said war is deception and everything in Islam is to do with war. Hence, everything in Islam is to do with deception. And who follows them? The news media. The news media, the fake media, that Donald Trump kept saying, I said it before Donald Trump, eight years ago. I mean, eight years before Trump. The worst enemy of the West, whether in Europe or the United States of America, is the news media. They deceive the American and European public. They lie to them. They mislead them. Deliberately, by the way. Deliberately. It's not out of stupidity. It's not stupidity. How could anybody say about Islam meaning peace? When the Arabic language says Islam means submission. That's not stupidity. That's malice. And that's exactly what they are. Malicious. So Allahu Akbar, the news media, CNN, New York Times says, oh, it's a beautiful Beautiful. It said in a beautiful one. Really? Heil Hitler was also beautiful. <laughs> Deutschland über uh, Alice also was beautiful. To the Germans. Yes. It was beautiful. 
So what do we have? We have criminal in the news media who deceive the American public. Allahu Akbar is called the terror verse. I didn't call it the terror verse. The Hadith calls it the terror verse. The Muslim exegetes call it the terror verse because they shout it every time you shoot a rocket or a bullet or they murder somebody when kill somebody or when they slaughter an animal. Allahu Akbar. And I dare anybody listening to disprove me. This is a tragedy. Nobody tries to disprove me. Nobody. I wonder why. Back to you. Hi, Q. Could I interrupt and ask you a question which I think some of our audience... What is the difference between a Sunni and a Shiite? Ah, lovely question. Now, the Sunni and the Shia. Islam, 1400 years ago, split instantly the day Muhammad died. Muhammad died in the year 632 AD. The day he died, his cousin and son-in-law, Ali bin Abi Talib, who is also the, well, son-in-law, he's married to his daughter Fatima, was taking care of the burial of, the, of Muhammad. But the companions of Muhammad, the remaining ashab, means the companions of Muhammad, together they decided who will take over after Muhammad, because Muhammad never really designated anybody while he was alive to take over from him, which was a mistake. But nonetheless, that's what happened. So what they decided is Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr was the elderly man. He was the man who was the father of the child bride of Muhammad, Aisha. Abu Bakr was the father of Aisha, whom he let get betrothed, so-called betrothed, to Muhammad when Muhammad was 50 years old and she was six years old. And Muhammad for three years was tying her. Tying is molesting. Until he raped her, they said he married her when she was nine and he was 53. When she was nine, she was not of age of consent. Not age of consent is rape. But doesn't matter. So well, that's what happened. He'll be called a pedophile today. No, you can call him pedophile, whatever you want to call him. He's a child molester and rapist. Doesn't matter. The most important thing is Abu Bakr became the Khalifa. But that instant, the supporters of Ali said, no, you can't have anybody being Khalifa or the follower of Muhammad unless he is of the bloodline of Muhammad. Who is the bloodline? Ali, because he's a cousin. And he's married to his daughter, to, to Muhammad's daughter. From that moment in history till today, 1400 years later, they've been massacring each other. And they will not stop. But them massacring each other has nothing to do with the fact that both of them want to dominate the whole of the earth under Sharia. So, may Allah bring disaster on both houses. I hope I answered your question. Uh, uh, you did for me. I, I just think our audience hears about Shiite and Sunni, and then they say, you know, what is the difference? 
you know, it's uh, it's not so much the difference uh, between Baptist and uh, uh, Methodist, but um, um, you know. no, it's only who will be the leader of the the biggest crime syndicate in history. <laughs> it's Islam. It is the biggest criminal organization in human history. Why do I say that? They conquered. They came from the Arabian Peninsula in the year 635. They conquered three continents. They subjugated and destroyed five civilizations. And for 1400 years, they are still the occupiers of lands that don't belong to them. So when the so-called Palestinians speak about they belong to Palestine, there was never Palestine. You will never find the word Palestine in recorded history in the last 6,000 years before 1964. There is no such entity called Palestine or a people called Palestinians. The Arabs conquered the Holy Land from whom? Not even from the Jews. No, from the Christian Byzantine Empire. They conquered my country, Iraq, from my people. My people. They were not Arab. So the Arabs occupied these lands, brought Islam and forced it upon them. And then they say, hey, it's ours, but it's not yours. Yours is the sands of Arabia. Go back there. But who's going to say that? Only IQ, unfortunately. How about you? Hmm. Well, Jacob, do you have another question? Uh, well, I'll tell you, IQ is absolutely amazing. We've got IQ Rizzoli with us today. We've also got Don Mazzella, and uh, Don can be found SB Digest, and IQ Rizzoli is Googleable. Check him out. And um, let's talk a little bit about uh, this situation that that happened fairly recently with these New York City terror attacks. It it, it basically there's a lot of folks that are saying that. Um, no one is being properly vetted as they enter the country, and Americans are dying because of it. Um, IQ, I want to start with you. What, what, what do you make of this story? How do you mean? I'm trying to understand your question. Well, th there's there's a lot of folks. There's immigration experts. There's all sorts of people that are saying that that uh, there, there there's not a lot of vetting that's going on. So a lot of these folks are sneaking into the country, and they're basically doing what this gentleman did down there in New York City, basically ISIS strikes NYC. I'll tell you what you have to do. Monitor every mosque. And the instant any of the imams in the mosque speak about discrimination and hatred of American people, you close the mosque permanently. And you know what? Within six months, there will be no mosques operating in the United States of America. It sounds outrageous, doesn't it? But it isn't outrageous when the imam is inciting the followers of Muhammad in the mosque, in every city, every Friday, in the United States of America, to hate the very Americans who gave them shelter. Do I get upset? Of course I get upset. Do I get excited? Of course I get excited. Because I cannot, under, I cannot fathom the stupidity of Americans who allow this to happen to their own children and their families. That I can't understand. That's why I get upset. Every mosque incubates the future terrorists against the United States of America. 
Every mosque in Europe does exactly the same thing. Every mosque in every country which is not Islamic does exactly the same thing. Why? Because every single Muslim, because they are Muslims and Sharia compliant, is the mortal and eternal enemy of every single Muslim who is not a Muslim. Sorry, every single human being who is not a Muslim. Simple, it's not complicated. Muslims are the enemies of every human being who is not a Muslim. Again, can anybody come against me, prove me wrong? The answer is no. No human being can do that. No matter how outrageous it sounds like I'm bragging, prove me wrong for God's sake. Let an imam, let somebody from CARE, C-A-I-R, the Council of American Islamic Relations, or ISNA, the Islamic Center or Society for North America, let somebody come and debate me. I will send them back to their mother's womb faster than the time it took them to come out. <laughs> Don, uh, what, what, what do you make of IQ's assessments on all this and, and, and the, the betting and everything? Well, you know, um, uh, I, I would love for it to come to pass um, you know, Dan has been talking, Dan and his ilk, about um, uh, getting control of our borders again through a wall or something. Um, uh, the best way we could get um, uh, control of our borders is make it more difficult for uh, people to work illegal in, in a second economy. Um, I was just uh, at a place today to get my uh, tire uh I had a, a leaking tire, and I go to this place, and um, I know I, I know that uh, English is definitely not the first language of this place, uh, but it's uh, it's uh, rates to fix a flat now other can't be beat. Whereas if I went to a Sears, it would cost me forty five dollars. Uh, um, uh, going to this place cost me fifteen. Um, how do I know that? Because I went to Sears uh, just to check it out. You remember Sears had has those auto places, which are going out of business. Um, but uh, in my my view, um, uh, the way to to uh, get uh, control of this is to uh, tighten up on the economic laws. And if you look at what uh, President Trump has been saying all along. Let's just tighten up on, on those areas and uh, uh, put, put up a wall or something that makes a little bit more sense than what's going on now. And we might start to get control of uh, our, uh, uh, our own borders. It's interesting. I just read an article today, and I can't tell you where, that 2,500 Dominicans with special visa status are about to lose it because we're tightening up. We're going to tighten up on our student visas. We're going to, if we start just tighten up, we could do a good job of figuring this out. Um, I found out an interesting thing. If you, if you recall last week, I mentioned how uh, Uber um, has a, a number of Uzbek drivers on it. Well, lo and behold, uh, very quietly, they've been asked to uh, check up on all of these Uzbek drivers. Uh, to see if they're illegal or not, and also uh, what their tendency were. Now you're going to hear more about that in the coming weeks, because uh, the uh, uh, 
uh, what is it, the Civil Liberties Group is uh, um, already starting to file suit. But we've got to do these various things to keep things in, in perspective and, and maybe get better control. Uh, Don, I agree with everything you said except one item. The enemy is already inside. The enemy is already within. Agreed. Uh, all the borders that you can close is like the horse has already escaped there. But in your case, the enemy is in, and the enemy is in the mosque. And the civil well, uh, liberties, I can send them to hell. Right. If you bring me a suit against the civil liberties, I will send them to hell in no time. Why? Because there is no such thing as civil liberties when the enemy is trying to destroy you. What civil liberties? What are they going to defend? The one who's going to destroy me? You know, the enemy. you know, IQ, you're absolutely right. I'm going to give you an example. In uh, Hackensack, New Jersey, nearby, is a large Muslim community. And uh, uh, there were seven stories, count them, one each day uh, uh, through today in our local newspaper about how this group is really uh, trying... Uh, Oh, it got a hate message, and and how awful the hate message was when it said "go home." Uh, um, yet uh, this group uh, of Muslims uh, has not one, not two, not three, but five mosques. So you, you're not you're not wrong, IQ. Don, I but, can't, uh, can't but, be wrong. Uh, yeah, you you but know. According to our media, they're they're harmless. Well, listen, we agreed, and Trump made it very clear, and before Trump, I made it very clear. The media, you've got to ignore. I'm appealing to the American public. I don't give a damn about the media. The media is against the enemy. Is the enemy. The, in fact, the media colludes with the Muslims to destroy America. Whether they do it out of malice or not, I'm really not interested. I couldn't care less. No, 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 you can't. In the 21st century, you can't talk about ignorance. Yep. And the click of a mouse, you get 20 billion pages of information. And without the click of a mouse, look what's happening in front of our eyes. I asked a question. i repeat it again today. 9-11 was on 9-11. I asked the question. Between 8-11 till today, how many Americans murdered Muslims in America? And how many Americans were murdered by Muslims in America? Give me an answer. Not a single Muslim since 9-11 has been murdered by Americans because he's a Muslim. But over 3,000 Americans have been slaughtered by Muslims in the United States of America. Is that simple? That's a very profound thought, which I never uh, thought of before, IQ, and I intend to use it the next time, next chance I get. It's a really great point. But it is a relevant point. What I'm getting at, all the information is available. It's in front of our eyes. But our media looks, the elephant filling the room and says there is no elephant in the room. <laughs> But that doesn't mean we, the public, should follow them. 
I don't care what their reasons are. I have no interest in knowing what their reasons are. All I know is they're lying to me. All I know they are deceiving me. All I know they're endangering United States of America. They are endangering the American public. It is up to the American public to act. How do they act? We agreed before. It was the American people who elected, at least enough of them with intelligence and rational thinking, who elected Donald Trump. But the same people are the ones who can get rid of, in 2018, of all the idiots who support the leftists, whether they are leftists or part of the Republican Party. Get rid of them. The same people can also enforce the law that every boss should be monitored. We're not discussing human rights here. We are discussing security. And if I know that in the mosques, and you know as well as I do, that the imams in the mosque are teaching them the Quran. And what does the Quran teach? Hatred. Hatred of whom? Non-Muslims. It's not a big story, for God's sake. This is not Einstein's theory of relativity. This is as simple as 2 plus 2 is equal to 4. 1 plus 1 is equal to 2. It's not complicated. And I dare anybody, anybody, to prove anything I've just said in the last, what, 33 minutes? As I <laughs> wrong, it is IQ Al-Rizzoli, it is Don Mazzella, and they join us today here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. And um, Don, what, what is what is the... Uh, I guess the, the outcome today of some of these elections around the country, what, what do you think is going to happen? You know, um, I don't know. Um, the New York Times ran a story today uh, in which they said that the polling co- uh, company, companies haven't changed anything uh, from the debacle of uh, 2016 in terms of the, of, of their uh, their efforts. Um, uh from everything I've heard and seen, there's nothing outside of the Virginia and New Jersey elections. There are no major, um, uh, uh, there are a couple of by-elections, none of which are expected to change uh, the outcome much. Uh, I get an um, uh, email, for some reason I'm on the list of this ultra-liberal um, group, and uh, um their whole point about every, everything for this election is that uh, we're going to turn the tide and we're going to really show uh, Donald Trump. Well, I think he took it so seriously, he went to to China today rather than stay uh, here. Um, uh, that's a long way to while I gather my thoughts. I Honestly, if there's an upset in the Virginia election, it'll be a continuation of a, of a trend. If... Um, uh, the Democrat wins in uh, Virginia. Um, uh, uh, about the only thing we can we can say about it is that the uh, uh, the Washington suburbs won. The interesting uh, uh, race about here in New Jersey might might not be that the Democrat won, but by a much narrower margin. The polls have them up by 21 points, and I uh, and uh, 
someone I really know in the state politics said he'll be lucky if he wins by six uh, percentage points. And I, I think that's important because the, um, Donald Trump people are simply not represented in the media, not represented in, in what's going on. Um, you, you know, over the last nine months, we've heard of a number of Republican lawmakers uh, saying they're retiring. I think they're retiring rather than face uh, grueling uh, primaries and elections. And I, I think the the end result will be that um, we will see a much more conservative Congress in uh, 2018 or 2019. Um, and I, I really think that you're going to see some agenda uh, items that Trump wants um, passed. Uh, ACA really angers, Obamacare really angers a great many people. But uh, as um, a Democratic leader told me uh, four months ago, and I think he's right, it's very hard to take something away from people. And the, the very fact that it, it has kept the uh, expenses down for, uh, 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 for the lower I don't want to say lower cash for less affluent makes that it a possibility it will not be um, uh, changed radically at least and not until 2020. So um, well, that was a long answer, uh, Jiggy, but that's uh, the thinking. Well, uh, I, IQ, IQ, following up on what Don was saying there, what, what, what do you make of some of the different things that are happening today as far as elections in the United States and across the world? I honestly hope that many more uh, Republicans will be elected in the 2018. I think there is a shift, even among young people, to the right in the United States of America, just like a shift to the right in Europe. My question to Don is this. What do you think in the meeting between Trump and Putin will happen? I know the answer, but I would like to hear yours. What do I think will happen? Yeah. In the meeting between Trump and Putin. I think, uh, I think Putin will try to intimidate uh, Trump, uh, Trump will uh, laugh him off, and the two will get down to the business of uh, uh, dividing up the world and uh, uh, understanding uh, uh, who who can influence what and how can they work together to to keep their jobs. <laughs> You're very cynical, aren't you? I'm sorry. You're very cynical. No, I, I don't view that as cynicism. I, I view it as uh, uh, what a good politician politician does. Um, uh, there's many advantages for Trump uh, working together with Trump, as are for Putin. I mean, he's building up his armed forces. He's trying to, to be a Russian bear again. But uh, he can be swiped down very, um, very quickly by Trump. The the real problem is going to be China over the next twenty years. Thank you. And uh, right. uh, yeah. once people begin to realize that, 
um, and realize that we've got to start um, really moving ahead. I don't know if you saw the story. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal today about um, uh, the the role of, of China and uh, the United States in the next 20 years. Who has um, uh, intellectual dominance, and uh, who who develops the the uh, the the best products for the coming information age is going to ultimately win that war. And if you don't think it's a war, um, we'll, we'll soon begin to realize that when uh, uh, China uh, fully occupies the uh, these man-made islands in the Philippine Sea, and we we have to challenge them, and we start challenging them. Uh, America needs a boogeyman in, in order to. Uh, uh, focus its energies, whether it's going to the moon or uh, Russia or China. We've got to focus ourselves to maintain the role. Uh, Rome, Rome had Carthage. Rome, Rome, Rome had uh, the Parthians. Uh, it's up to us to make, make sure we stay on top. Correct. But I honestly believe, I've always believed it from the very beginning, that Putin and Trump will get on extremely well. Uh, that will get what? Putin and Trump will get on extremely well. And that, oh, yeah. that Russia and America are natural friends. Because the Russia is not the Soviet Union. That's true. Trump is building his military. Of course he's military, building his military. It was decimated after the Soviet collapse, Soviet Union collapse. There was nothing left. They have nothing. They really have nothing. And the um, United States of America could have walked over Russia. But we're not discussing that. The greatest threat in the future, 21st century, is China. No question. China. So the alliance will be, in my humble opinion, not so humble opinion, in fact, India, America, and Russia, and China on the other side. I, 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 Don, your thoughts on this? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I like it. I, I, I like the idea that uh, that IQ is espousing here. Uh, I could agree more. It balances numerically. China will be 1.5 billion. India will be 1.4 billion. India. With America, that makes 1.8 billion. And with Russia, it's 2.1 billion. So they can easily balance uh, China. But America alone cannot do it. Russia alone cannot do it. India alone cannot do it. China is a huge. China is a colossal. And the Chinese people are not stupid. They are one of the oldest civilizations on the, on the planet. And they are now producing. I swear to you, you, you see some of you YouTube of their education system. You don't have 30, 40 students. You have 400 people learning piano. Piano, not Chinese instruments, European instruments. You have girls learning ballet, and the Chinese ballet is out of this world in its beauty. Out of this world. Forget about the European ballet. I don't know if you watch them, you really should Google Chinese ballet. It is mind-boggling. They have adopted the Western culture, improved upon it, 
and expanded it. Amazing, absolutely amazing. That's why they are a greater threat, not necessarily militarily, but it's intellectually, it's productively, uh, it's scientifically, they are a gigantic enemy. Well, you know, IQ, you said something to, me, to, to us uh, months ago about the fact that uh, Islam does not produce original thinkers, but the Chinese do. And, uh, the Chinese do. The Chinese are productive people. The Chinese not, are, not, are not controlled under Sharia. They have an open mind. The Muslims are literally stuck in the 8th century of Arabia of Muhammad. Stuck for 1400 years under Sharia. Sharia prohibits you from thinking logically. This is why I said I'll pay $200,000 if you find me a Muslim, a Muslim means Sharia obedient, who can be able to debate with me religion, politics and history and win. $200,000 I'll pay him. Cannot be done. There are 1,500 million Muslims. Cannot be done. They can't think outside the box. The, the minute they think outside the box, they are not Muslims anymore. That's why. Has you, have you ever heard a, a, a bet like this, a challenge like this? Ever? Never. There are 1,500 million Muslims, and I'm willing to challenge $200,000. Can't be done. They don't think logically. It is impossible for them. Well, uh... But before before we go to our, our last topic here, we've got Don Mazzello with us today from SBJIGES. We also have IQR Rizzoli. And uh, what what do you guys make of the uh, situation over in, in, in South Korea? Uh, basically, the uh, President Trump, whose long-distance threats and insults towards North Korea have uh, stoked fears of a nuclear confrontation, but now there's call for North Korea to make a deal. North Korea has been surrounded by U.S. warships, bombers, missiles, and 80,000 soldiers that are ready. Uh, nuclear test site is a wasteland with deformed babies and all sorts of other things. Um, we'll start with Don. What, what, what do you make of this situation out there in uh, North Korea? Well, you know, bullies only react to one thing, uh, force. And uh, the, the nice thing about President Trump is you don't know when, to, when, when he's kidding and when he's serious, um, uh, which I like about him. I, I, it keeps um, our allies and our enemies off balance. And um, also, uh, it certainly kept the South Koreans off balance, which is a good, good point. They are a, a, a very, very tough people, and they are certainly um, uh, willing to go to the mat if uh, North Korea did did something. And uh, that fat little man that leads uh, uh, North Korea, uh, according to someone that uh, I respect in Washington, is really a megalomania maniac um, who everybody... The thing about um, what Washington is afraid, but doesn't want to say publicly, is the fact that the man has no um, uh, boundaries. The, um, they believe that he is very capable of, of uh, unleashing an atomic bomb uh, on somebody. And, and that uh, will really break every, uh, everything because uh, that war will be survived 
encouraging somebody else to maybe attempt it down the road. And that's what everybody's afraid of. Um, I, I th um, they're also afraid that um, uh, Trump will unleash the, the um, uh, armed might of the United States. And they leaked a story in the New York Times about how devastating losses there will be um, should we uh, try to take out the uh, various facilities. You know, you whenever I see a leak like that in the New York Times, I know it's from the left, fearful of action. Um, I'm saying all of this, um, and I'm also believing in my own mind that we will see some sort of action once Trump leaves Asia. Um, I, I, I believe that they, uh, they will not go into the uh, a cold winter, which, by the way, affects North Koreans much have much more because they simply do not have enough coal to get them through the winter. Um, so uh, I expect something to happen. And I, I, I'm told that part of the South Korean discussion with Trump was them uh, practically begging him not to do something. Um, I can go on and on, but uh, <laughs> I, I defer I, to IQ. IQ, uh, your, your take on this. My take has always been the same. You can't go on talking. We've been talking for 50 years. We've been talking to Iranians 50 years. I mean, you, the talking has got to stop when you've got to start doing something. Nobody wants to start a war. But there is such a thing as called the empty war, which will stop a bigger war. This is no question about it. Preemptive war is better than waiting for a total war. As Don was saying, most definitely nothing will happen until Donald Trump leaves Asia, if anything is going to happen. But I have again to repeat, all that all that South Korea and Japan have to do is declare that one more rocket goes through, they will start building nuclear weapons. That's all they have to do. China will never allow it. China will never allow North Korea to have atom bombs because China will be more scared of Japan with a nuclear weapon than with North Korea with a nuclear weapon. But you need to have the leadership with the logic and the backbone to say enough is enough. We don't get to depend on America to start a war, a nuclear war, and, and we are sure they will not go to nuclear war on our behalf. And there is no reason for them to go to nuclear war on our behalf. We have to be able to defend ourselves and we shall go nuclear. Issues one rocket, done. You know what? North Korea will never have an atom bomb. China will never allow it. But who is listening? Back to you, sir. I think you're very right bringing China into the equation. But um, and uh, I also think uh, it, it, uh, the Chinese leader needed to uh, consolidate his power uh, before he could act. Uh, I think we're going to see some, something uh, come, come in the next few months out of Red China uh, to uh, kind of throttle the North Koreans. Well, I hope you're right, but time 
is ticking and the clock is ticking, it's ticking, it's ticking, it's not going backwards, going forward. And all it takes is a statement. That's all it takes, a statement, that we will go nuclear. Yes. Even if we don't go nuclear, but it's a statement. Just like he's threatening the whole world, don't threaten him. Tell him we shall go nuclear and we will confront you with atom bombs. And that will be more than enough. Believe me, it will stop all the problems. And it's only a statement. Even if they don't actually do it. The fact that they say it is enough. Back to you, sir. We've got IQ Al-Rizzoli. We've also got uh, Don Mazzella with us today. And uh, Don, uh, well, there is so much stuff going on. <laughs> In regards to the sexual harassment stuff, now oh. <laughs> I read on the Drudge Report that uh, there's a journalist that is accusing Jesse Jackson of sexual harassment. Uh, what the hell is going on here with all this? Well, <laughs> you, you, you know, um, uh, it's, it's very funny. I, um, uh, I'm hesitating because um, on, only because it's such a a, a, a delicate subject, and, you know. Uh, well, one one woman's sexual harassment is another woman's uh, uh, dealing dealing with a, um, a testosterone ma male. You know, it's uh, uh, as my wife said. My wife happens to be, uh, and it's just not my saying. A very pretty beautiful woman and in her career she's also a harvard mba and in, in her career she has dealt with uh with the situations with, sometimes with humor sometimes with firmness and uh you, you know it's it's part part of the uh, uh the culture right now it's it's a it's a dirty word uh everybody knew about harvey weinstein i knew about him years ago um, uh, everybody knew about all these people, and now it's become a, a, a dirty word. But I guarantee you this, a year from now, it'll quiet down, and it will go back to, back to normal. All you have to do is uh, normal. Go back to what it is. Um, uh, men and women preying on uh, men and women who were in inferior positions or who desired... Uh, uh, willing to trade uh, something for advancement. It's been that way. Uh, uh, we have in David and Bathsheba in the Bible. We've, we've had it for a long time. I'm uh, make it clear. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's right or anything. I'm merely saying it's what's part of uh, um, uh, human history. If we're going to change it, uh, we're going to have to start. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, in infancy and go forward. I merely point up to, out to you, I went to a presentation uh, uh, of uh, uh, Silicon Valley companies in New York the other day, and there were 24, I'm sorry, 48, um, there were 48 presenters, okay? And there were three women. It tells you? Um, <laughs> You know, um, uh, on our program, Recalculating, when we talked to 
to the experts. They all say the same thing. It's tougher for women to get uh, money, tougher for them to be put in positions of power, and uh, uh, and that uh, uh, such things are rife. Uh, are rife. Yes. Well, uh, IQ, uh, but, but before before we let you go and before we get to the plugs and everything, what, what, what do you, at being, being someone who's, you know, across the world, uh, what, what, what do you make of some of this stuff when, when you see this stuff about sexual harassment and everything? Pathetic, absolutely pathetic. First of all, it's not a cultural thing, it's a biological. Men, males, in the biology of the male what animal is dominant. What why do we call call alpha male in among the chimpanzees or the primates or the alpha male in the uh, lions or something? Alpha means the dominant one. And what does the dominant one want? To spread its sperm and genetic code all over the place to perpetuate its own gene. Men are the same, we are animals. We keep forgetting we are animals. Number one, we are animals. Thinking animals, yes, but animals nonetheless. So, harassment, by the way, the word harassment is abused. If I touch a woman, it's not harassment. If I touch her twice, it's harassment. Three times harassment, repeated is harassment. If I touch her only once, okay, Could, you can call assault, you can call it whatever you do, but it's not harassment. The word harassment is repeated. So, somebody touched her body, okay, big deal, touched her body, slap him. Why did you slap him? Why did you shout, say, sorry, I don't like it? They didn't, did they? All of a sudden now, they're all virgins. All of, them, all of them are virgins. Look, one of them... IQ, you have such a wonderful way of putting everything in perspective. <laughs> but it is in perspective. Can you believe it? An actress in England, she said she was raped 20 or 30 years ago by Harvey Weinstein. She was in England. He is an American. He wasn't as powerful 30 years ago as he is now. Why didn't she say something to the police? Why? She's in England. An American raped her. She has her body inseminated. Go to the police and point out who it was. They would have crucified him 30 years ago. Why didn't she do that? Why now she comes up and says, he raped me? I'm not saying he didn't. Maybe he did. But why didn't she? Had she been in America, I can understand it. Okay. In America, Harvey Weinstein strong, blah, blah, blah. She didn't want to take a risk. But she's an English woman. In England. In London. That's a question. I want answers. No answers. All of Unfortunately, we never get answers from that. And unfortunate part, I, I still believe a year from now, um, uh, when it quiets down, it will still continue. Do you, uh, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, IQ, but we're getting close. But I want to point out something. That um, in 1965, when I uh, 
was working at the Newark News, the issues came out, out about this and about women in power and how we had to advance women. Nancy Friday uh, uh, had a book out. She just died. And now, now we're over 50 years later, and we're still talking about it, and we're still saying we need progress. Does it kind of say something? Yes. That men and women are different. God, thank God. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Look, I'll give you a simple example before we go. The Israeli armed forces are the most integrated in the world. They have only three aircraft, three pilots in the whole of Israel who are females. They've been trying to get more females in the Air Force, but they failed the physical. There's nothing wrong with the women. It's a biological thing. The aircraft pilot suffers through in enormous changes when they're flying. A woman cannot take it. There's nothing wrong with that. She's not built the same way. If a man wants to give birth, most probably he will die. But a woman, she gives birth the most horrible thing to do in the sense of biological change, psychological change, physical change. My God, that's why there's a saying, thank God I was not born a, a woman. Not because there's nothing wrong with her, but because of how much they suffer when they give birth. So we are different. And that's the beauty of it. We are different. IQ, could I get a line I learned? If, if mankind depended on men, men to give birth, we'd, it would die out. <laughs> I just said it a few seconds ago. If men, they would die, definitely would die out. We can't do it. We can't make that. No. We can't. I mean, this is, the, this is what it is. It's a biological imperative. There's nothing anybody can do about it. None. Well, you and I, uh, IQ, are going to get all kinds of letters tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> you know what? Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. That's if awesome. If they cared enough, they would have brought me an imam to debate me. It is oh. IQ Al Rizzoli. It is Don Mazzella. Find Don Mazzella online. At, uh, t t tell us a little bit about... Uh, where we Don can find Mazzello. you, website and everything. DonMazzello.com will, will get you everything you want to know. Uh, hashtag SB Digest will get you our uh, um, uh, uh, our, uh, our feed. Uh, Small Business Digest Mag is our website. 